Oh, hey, Rodan. I see that you're scripting another episode. Indeed I am. Although, I think I'll have to shorten it, or else it would be a lot longer than eight minutes. Could you just make a part two? I don't want to do a part two just because I want there to be variety every episode, and a part two just doesn't do that. Makes sense. What are you going to do then? I have no idea. I've overscripted again, which I've done the past, like, four episodes. That is a problem. Why not just go over eight minutes? That defeats the purpose of the entire podcast. Yeah, but this could be an exception. Think of it as a one-time special. Ooh, that's a great idea! Thanks, Mr. Uh, who are you anyway? I'm your subconscious. Nice to meet you. Oh, so I've had this idea before? No, I came up with it all by myself. You created an idea and then gave it to me. And you're talking to me. Is that even possible? Not in the slightest. Good to know. Anyway, let's start this episode. Why do TV shows have opening themes? Hypothetically, an opening theme makes the TV show more identifiable, and if you liked the theme, it would increase the chance for you to watch that show. Also, a study showed that opening themes make the viewer less likely to change channels because they knew what the show was going to be like. Now let's play my opening theme. Hi there, and welcome to 8 Minutes of Music History. I'm Ronan Goki, and today we will be talking about TV show theme songs. Or TV show intro songs. Or TV show opening themes. Whatever you want to call it. TV show themes have a prominent place in film. They've evolved a lot since their creation in the 1940s, matching the popular music genres of the time and becoming shorter so they can squeeze more advertisements in. In this episode, we're going to look at the timeline of theme songs and see how they've changed. Let's start from the beginning. Not many people had televisions in the 1940s because they were so expensive. Because of this, not many TV shows were being made until the 50s, when the price of TVs decreased. At that time, the opening theme was thought of as a first advertisement in the show. Usually the shows were majorly sponsored by one single company. The shows may have had nothing to do with their sponsor, but you can very often see the title of a show have the name of a company in a lot of older shows. Evidence of this comes from the first TV show to ever contain an opening theme, the Texaco Star Theater. The episodes contained a series of comedy skits, kind of like the modern-day show Saturday Night Live. Although, the show's theme had nothing to do with comedy. It features Texaco gas station attendants singing for a straight three minutes. That's a lot longer than any modern-day opening theme, but this was meant to be a promo for the company sponsoring the show, so they wanted it to be as long as possible. This style of advert continued through the rest of the 40s, making the idea of an opening theme more popular. When the 50s came along, more people had televisions and advertising was a lot more expensive, so it cost way too much for a company to sponsor the entire show. The tradition of an opening theme stuck because it was kind of like an alarm. In the 50s, television shows would play at a specific time of day. Since DVDs didn't exist at the time, if you missed that day's episode, there was no way for you to watch it again, unless the channel did a rerun. Usually, the families would keep the television on at all times. When the opening theme played, everyone in the house would hear and they'd all go to the television. This was especially nice for very large families, a commonality in the 50s. 
popular television show genres from the 50s were Western action shows and sitcoms. The Lone Ranger and I Love Lucy are good examples of these two genres. Let's look at their opening themes. Lucy theme has no words, only about 20 seconds of exciting music to get you pumped up about what you're about to watch. The Lone Ranger's opening theme is a voice describing what you're about to see with the William Tell Overture playing in the background. Opening themes would get more advanced in the 60s, so let's move on. The 60s brought more sitcoms, like The Addams Family and The Andy Griffith Show. It also brought more action shows, like the original Batman and The Avengers. The 60s were the time in which color shows were becoming popular, even though only about 3% of Americans had color TVs at the time. As I said earlier, opening themes got more sophisticated. The themes altered a bit to match the popular music genres, and themes didn't really change in length. Most were still a lot longer than the themes we see today. Let's compare the opening themes of The Adventures and The Andy Griffith Show. The Andy Griffith Show, starring Andy Griffith, with Ronnie Howard. Also the Andy Griffith theme is someone saying the names of some of the actors on top of someone whistling, while the Avengers theme has a full band playing a very fast and exciting song. The 60s started to have songs composed specifically for their intros, making them more unique and flexible when it came to genre. Let's move on to the 70s, where TV would change forever. How did the 70s change TV forever? In the 60s, there were only three channels in the entire world that you could go to, CBS, NBC, and ABC. This made it harder to find the show you wanted because it would only play at one service at a time. Many film companies saw the opportunity to make their own network, and by the end of the 70s, there were over 700 channels worldwide. The 70s brought a lot of iconic TV shows. MASH, The Brady Bunch, The Carol Burnett Show, and even some kids' shows, like The Muppet Show, Scooby-Doo, and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. TV themes also got shorter because audiences didn't need long intros to signal the house. The popularity of the TV remote allowed the viewers to look at the schedule of shows for that day. Because of this, the themes started to use music genres that fit the theme of the show a lot better. For example, the theme for Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was sweet and relaxed, while the Brady Bunch theme is more excited and happy. Here's an example of what I mean. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's a neighbor. The Brady Bunch, the Brady Bunch, that's the way we became the Brady Bunch. It's time to move on to the 80s. 80s TV shows were unique because shows started displaying real-world issues. For example, sitcoms started to display more reasonable issues within the group of people. Before, sitcoms would have silly, unrealistic issues, but the 80s changed that. 
Nowadays, sitcoms revolve around a lot more of real issues and current events, but still have a way to make it funny. Notable 80s TV shows include Cheers, The Cosby Show, The Golden Girls, and Family Ties. Themes didn't really change that much in the 50s. The opening themes didn't adjust to the popular genres of music like they had in the previous decades. Let's take a look at the Golden Girls theme and the Family Ties theme. Something I noticed is that both these themes are some form of pop, even though pop wasn't even very popular in the 80s. Rock and punk were the leading genres of the 80s. Let's go on to the 90s. 90s TV had a breakthrough when it came to age group. For the first time, TV shows started to target younger audiences. Shows like Full House, Animaniacs, and The Simpsons targeted children, while shows like Friends and Saved by the Bell targeted teenagers. Of course, there were still many tar targeted shows, but this was a first for TV shows. The length of opening themes shortened in the 90s because producers realized that the longer the opening theme, the more likely it is that the viewer will change the channel or switch to another show. This is completely different from what viewers expected in the 50s and 60s, so the TV shows had to find a way to shorten the theme, but still convey the idea of, this is what you're about to see. By the 90s, opening themes had branched out to almost every genre of music. Let's take a look at the opening themes for The Simpsons and Friends. The Simpsons theme has a quick, peppy feel. It matches what you see in the intro sequence, which is the camera zooming around the city seeing what each Simpson is doing. The Friends intro is the, well, Friends doing random things on a couch beside a fountain, with I'll Be There For You by the Rembrandts playing on top of it. Both these themes are only about 30 seconds long, which is shorter than the theme you'd typically see in the 80s. It's the year 2000, and a heck of a lot of shows that are still popular today are about to be released. Sitcoms and crime shows were the two leading genres of the 2000s, and there were more animated kids' shows than previous decades. Popular shows included The Office, The Sopranos, and Lost. Opening themes found a way to shorten even more. To hear what I mean, let's listen to the opening themes for The Office and Lost. When I said that opening themes had shortened even more, I was referencing the Lost theme. The theme is just two notes played on a theremin, which is an instrument you play by waving your hands in front of its coils, producing a very weird sound. The Office theme is very similar to the Friends theme. It's a series of videos showing people doing random things while a song plays in the background. It'd also be silly not to mention the Game of Thrones theme, which literally took three months to compose and animate. 
And that brings us to 2010. The decade ended only a few months ago, and there were some great shows released in that time. Opening themes had reached max potential. They had a place in every genre of music, they were all kinds of lengths, and they had a prominent place in TV shows. Today, it's an expectancy for a show to have an opening theme. I hope you enjoyed this episode of 8 Minutes of Music History. If you didn't know, I have an Instagram page where I post sneak peeks to what the next episode is going to be before they're released. You can find a directory to it on my Anchor page. Watch out for more in the future. Have a great day. To make sure my research is correct, I always triple-check a fact. Here are the resources I used in my research. Kennedy-Center.org, Classic-TV.com, Synopsis.com, and Ranker.com.